Do you feel okay to feel the way you feel or do you suffer with toxic positivity? I'm Leah Guy and welcome back to the Modern Sage Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. We're talking today about toxic positivity, but before we get into that, I just want to remind all of you to please subscribe, review, rate, share this podcast with a friend, and help us spread the message on spiritual growth and emotional healing. You can also find me on social media at Leah Guy Live or my website, leahguy.com, for more information about courses, new podcasts, events, and more. Now, let's talk about toxic positivity. One of the major media publications recently put out an article about this topic, and I've seen it get some buzz in the spiritual world um, online recently. I've talked about toxic positivity on podcasts I've been guests on. I've talked about it on my live streams on Insight Timer and Facebook. And today, I just want us to recognize the pattern of toxic positivity, what it is, and how pervasive it is in our worlds, in our lives. A lot of us do not feel comfortable to feel the way that we feel. We have shame or guilt or insecurities. We have self-doubt. We feel like we're going to be judged, abandoned. The fear of all kinds of scenarios comes up when we consider actually sharing the way that we feel. And when we are withholding our actual feeling and stepping into this idea of toxic positivity, we're really doing more harm than good to our psyche and to our emotional bodies. And if you know much about my work or emotional healing or trauma, we store our emotional feelings in our bodies when they are unprocessed and unexpressed. So it's really important that we understand the concept of toxic positivity and how we can learn to feel confident and, and comfortable in feeling what we actually do feel. So toxic positivity is essentially creating, um, creating this bubble of a world that is not real and sharing that with ourselves and others, trying to convince ourselves that everything will be okay, everything is okay, even when it's not. I want to be really clear here that I, I'm not talking about, um, you know, staying in, staying in a negative state. I'm not talking about not striving to find expansive perspectives and opening our heart and, you know, moving through some of the things that challenge us in our lives. But I am talking about coming into the reality of what is and stop using false information and false words to describe how we feel. It has become so pervasive also in the spiritual community with gurus and teachers telling everyone, you know, these affirmations and things that they should think for themselves and say to themselves and convince themselves that they can attain a positive state of mind with just a few simple tricks. Now, if your mind is believing one thing and you're telling it something else, what happens? Well, what happens is we create conflict in our mind that is um, combating the very thing that we're telling it. I can tell myself all day long, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Make it a great day. I am happy today. Well, guess what? If I'm not happy today, if it doesn't feel like a great day, then I'm setting myself up for conflict and, and an 
a feeling of unease within myself because I'm not in the reality and, and allowing myself to feel what I actually feel. If I were to allow myself to feel what I actually feel, then I can potentially get to a higher or better feeling much quicker than trying to create that feeling for me and just convince myself. So the body and the mind are constantly in communication. If I have an emotion in my body, my mind is aware of that. Due to our past histories, our traumas, our learned behaviors, experiences that we've had with people, the mind may attempt to help us disregard the feeling because it may be too painful. It may be too upsetting. It may feel like danger. So this is where we have to step in to the conscious role and bring to light, bring to consciousness the part of us that knows that we can handle and observe our feelings without being taken down by them. A lot of times when we feel these intense feelings, when we feel resentment or um, have flashbacks or have uh, difficult feelings of anxiety or fear come up, we try to squelch that feeling because we're, we're afraid that feeling is going to take over us. What if instead we became aware of the feeling using the conscious part of ourselves and allowed for just a little moment of time to try to understand where that feeling is coming from, why we're having the feeling. And then in that conscious part of ourselves or the adults part of ourselves, we are able to just be with, sit with, and hold space for the feeling that is actually there. When we do that, when we create this awareness and bring it forward into our conscious mind, and then we create space to be able to sit with the feeling, all of a sudden the power of that feeling starts to dissipate naturally. It's no longer a conflict inside. It, it has room to be. And when things have room to be and we create the time, the space, the energy to allow something to be, it has the ability to then process through if we allow it to do so. And we want to talk about what that looks like. But it's a much different scenario to say, I don't feel good today, or I'm having fear come up today, or this is a really crappy moment for me and I need to feel what this feels like. A lot of people spread toxic positivity to others when we're trying to be helpful, when we're trying to just encourage people. There is something to be said about helping a person um, remember who they are, for example. That's a very loving, kind, and compassionate thing to do, to remind a person of their strengths, remind a person of their attributes, of their talents, of their skills, of their beauty, of their worth. That's a beautiful thing to offer to someone that we love. When someone that we love is hurting and has difficult feelings, if we tell them to feel a different way, that is toxic positivity. That is not honoring the truth of who they are and what they feel and the reality that is true for them right now. What most people need and want when they feel bad is to be heard and to be validated. Ideally, you know, as we become more and more um, conscious and, and expansive in our thoughts and in our spirit and more aligned with our higher self, we can come to a place where we can validate for ourselves. But oftentimes we do need the external um, mirroring or validation from people or the environment or situations to just to feel heard and that we're okay 
to be right where we are. And when we can offer that same kind of space and awareness and and breath and life, as I was suggesting for ourselves, for someone else, we move out of toxic positivity into an authentic relationship where we're showing up for a person just to be that mirror, just to be that friend, that support that says, whatever you feel right now is okay. And I, and I understand why you feel that way. When we can validate or just be with someone, listen and, and, and hear them, the same thing happens for the person um, that's that's having the feelings or speaking. When they feel heard or validated or that it's okay to feel what they feel, that acceptance creates the room and the space for the emotion to not be combative within the person and to allow it to process. So there's so many cliches in the toxic positivity world. Um, some of them seem like, you know, looking for the silver linings, which I'm prone to do. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, in a certain aspect of its own nature. But we don't want to just skip over what's actually happening right now. I, I do believe most of life situations um, ask of us to, you know, to to move through it and to recognize the struggle and to honor the learning and the growth and the experience that 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 situation um, brought to us so that in itself can be a silver lining however we have to be willing to go through the process of the feeling of that experience so silver linings can ultimately sometimes be supportive but not when we're suggesting them in place of the actual feeling that's going on so for example, I'm going to give you an example just for myself for today. I am so freaking frustrated. I cannot tell you how frustrated I am. I want to throw my computer into the river. I am frustrated. Now, if I woke up this morning with the overriding force that I need to convince myself and force myself that Today is going to be a perfect day and I'm going to be happy no matter what. And, um, you know, life is just beautiful. Then I have set myself up to be a failure or to be in conflict. Because today, although for a lot of people, I hope it is a beautiful day. Today, in this moment of my frustration, I cannot see the beauty and my happiness because I'm frustrated. Now, should I not be frustrated and find all the reasons why not to be frustrated and just tell myself that, um, you know, don't be frustrated and be happy because of all the things? No. If I do that, then I'm telling the deeper part of myself that my feelings are not valid, that it's not okay to feel frustrated. I already have enough of that in my life, you know, from other people from sometimes the spiritual community itself, you know, from this uh, expectation or idealization of how a, a, a certain type of person should be and feel. No, I need to honor the truth of my feeling. And when I share with you, with myself, with however I need to express it, hopefully not take it out on all the people I come across today. But when I share the the truth of that feeling of frustration and I express the frustration that I'm allowing the frustration to be real and then to move through my body and then to release from my body. 
And then I can come to a place of relief. I can come to a place of recentering, rebalancing, of gratitude, of compassion for myself, of understanding, of perspective, and all kinds of things. But I'm never going to get there if I just keep telling myself, oh, I shouldn't feel frustrated right now. There's, you know, this isn't that important. I hear that a lot, you know, well, especially from clients that are grappling with their own traumas or their own difficult feelings. You know, we make excuses and we put aside our own feelings for the sake of these bigger, um, bigger issues like, you know, well, I'm, my parents did the best that they could, or, you know, I have plenty of food on my table. Other people have problems so much worse than mine. I don't want to complain. I have so much to be grateful for. And I totally get that. And there is a time and place to reframe and to connect into the the beauties and the gifts and and all the things that, that life has for us and, and that we've been afforded um, in our lives. And there's also a time and place to honor ourselves with the, the truth of the feeling that is. And when we do that, it will not take us down. In fact, it will free us. It will free us. Now, this isn't to say that we all just have license to go out and make everyone else's world miserable because we feel miserable. If you're practicing feeling your feelings and feeling okay feeling your feelings and you're practicing authenticity and you're practicing self-compassion and all the work I talk about in my books, uh, the overcoming toxic emotions, setting up boundaries and reparenting your inner child and practicing uh, you know, real forms of self-love, then this stuff won't spill out onto the rest of the world because we're in a, we have our own kind of ecosystem where we're managing ourselves, our happiness. And like I said, ultimately, even our own validation at a certain point, but we're trusting ourselves with our feelings. We're allowing ourselves to express those feelings in, in words, on paper, screaming in your bedroom, um, you know, maybe throwing rocks into the river or whatever you need to do, crying, letting the emotion be free and being able to uh, regulate that for yourself and or using the help of a guide, a facilitator or someone who's in your life, a healer that can support you in this so that it doesn't spill out and and bleed onto those whom you love and also so that it doesn't spill out and infiltrate the collective consciousness with a negative perspective and energy that's coming from you even still or even more reason so we need to feel our feelings if you have buried repressed feelings we need to manage those in a way that is um, tolerable for you, authentic as far as what the feeling actually is, and expressing it in a way that is safe. So this is where working with someone like myself, a healer or um, a, a mentor, a guide, facilitator, comes in, a therapist comes in very handy. But in this conversation, by and large, this conversation about toxic positivity, what I want us to focus on just for right here, right now, is to see if we can practice removing this sense of um, toxic positivity and replacing it with uh, 
questioning, how am I? How am I right now? What do I feel right now? If you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling angst, if you're feeling off, take a moment to become your own coach, facilitator, investigator, and ask your body, ask your memory, ask your emotional state to tell you what's going on. Because if you're used to covering it up, if you're used to just saying, I'm okay, everything's fine, you know, and I get into that habit too, and most of society doesn't really, you know, want to hear our authentic um, our authentic answer when they're asking, how are you? Um, it's more of just a courtesy at this point. But, you know, when if someone who cared about you asked, or if you're asking yourself, how am I, can you be honest? Can you be real? Do you feel safe enough in your body, in your mind, in your own container as your own uh, self-regulating parent, in your higher self, higher consciousness to accept the parts of you that are hurting, the parts of you that are angry and mad? Can you accept them in such a way that you're able to sit with them for a moment and allow them to come forward, allow them to reveal themselves to you? The more we cover it up, the further we push it down. And that's just the reality. Now, as far as affirmations go, I just want to be really clear here because affirmations can be helpful. Um, I was just recently speaking to the author of the book, Affirmations, and I really liked his take. His name is Noah St. John. Um, His take is instead of telling your mind something that you don't believe is true, such as, I'm happy or I feel beautiful today. Instead of telling your mind something that doesn't feel true and then going through that conflict, his system is to ask yourself a question instead, um, you know, trying to get to the same result. And the question might be something like, why do I feel happy today? And when we're posing the question, as as he stated to me, and as he states in his books, when we're posing the question, automatically it sends our brain into a different space of answering the question, allowing you to discover and explore with your, within your own mind space and within your own body, why do you feel happy? You're not forcing anything. You're not making something up. You're giving yourself the time and the space to answer that question. And in answering the question, you may come to realize maybe you're not that happy in this particular moment. And that's Okay. But you probably will find some reasons why you are happy. And when you're finding those reasons why you are happy, now all of a sudden you're changing your vibration, you're changing your perspective, you're changing your feeling, and you're both allowing space for what's real within you and you're connecting to something that feels even better. So that's one thing I would suggest if you are interested in in using a type of affirmation. Affirmations on their own, they're not, they're not a bad thing. I think we just need to really craft the affirmations, if you're going to use standard affirmations, in a way that honors the truth of who you are. Sometimes I recommend for people that they use the setup sentence that one might use in emotional freedom technique that, that goes something like this. Even though I'm frustrated today and want to throw my computer into the freaking river, I do love myself. And I'm so grateful that the sun is partly shining today. Now, that's an affirmation I can get behind because it's true. 
It's stating what is real for me and it's recognizing some blessings that I feel in my life and I have no conflict with any of that. I feel heard, I feel authentic, and I also feel a little connected to the parts of the day that are beautiful. So I just want to encourage you if you are, you know, a person that needs some self-motivation, some self-coaching, some healing, some access to different parts of yourself that maybe have been repressed for a long time. If you don't feel safe or comfortable in sharing how you really feel with others, start with yourself. Stop hiding behind this toxic positivity and making everything seem perfect when it's not. Life is not perfect. Well, actually, it is perfect, but it's not perfect by our perception because of what we have to endure to get through the growth and the expansion heading back towards our higher self. But we all suffer, and sometimes it sucks, and we don't like it, and it hurts, and we don't want to do it again, and we get depressed, and we feel anxious, and we get jealous, and we feel all kinds of nasty things within ourselves. I'm not saying to harp on it, to hone in on it all the time. I'm saying give it its due attention so that it can free itself. I know what you want more than anything is to be free. I know you want to have a life that includes more loving relationships, more connection with your friends and community, a feeling of peace and contentment inside yourself, just an innate state of joy that can be present. I know that we all want these things. We want less stress. We want less conflict. We want less suffering. And I think the way to get there is to recognize when the suffering is present, to acknowledge it and to accept it and to give it space and room to breathe and to express itself. And if you've read my book, Overcoming Toxic Emotion, you know there's a three-step process and it's this, this advice on toxic positivity is following those exact three steps. So try it for yourself today. Catch yourself whenever you try to be rosy, whenever you try to, um, you know, make something happen, make something be a certain way that isn't a certain way. You know, that phrase, make it till you fake it or fake it till you make it. Sorry. I used to say that when I was doing these weird, um, temp jobs in New York city, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I had to act like I knew what I was doing. And okay, you know, with, with certain, (laughs) with certain things like that, we do sometimes have to uh, trust ourselves that we know enough to be able to fake it until we can make it. But Whenever that phrase is used, um, you know, in our personal lives or uh, when it's connected to the way that we're feeling, it's, it's just, it's hurtful to ourselves. There's no reason to fake it until we make it. If you want to gently support, you know, putting a smile on your face and just seeing what that feels like today, if you felt grouchy or down for the past few days and you're tired of feeling that way, Maybe put a little smile on your face. Test it out. Take it for a test run. You know, you don't have to plaster a smile on your face and make everybody think that you're okay when you're not okay. I understand at the workplace and in certain scenarios, it can be challenging to be authentic with how you are and who you are. But the workplace is changing more and more. And I see this because I speak in a lot of corporate 
organizations and the people, the kinds of companies that hire someone like myself, you know, they are interested in mental health. They are interested in emotional health. They are interested in giving their team the support that they need. And I think you'd be surprised if you can get comfortable enough with yourself to present without it flooding out into, you know, all of your colleagues without, you know, spewing a black cloud out everywhere around you because you're doing your self-healing work and you're setting boundaries and you're trusting yourself and you're reparenting yourself and you're having compassion for yourself and you're loving yourself because of those reasons, you can show up in an authentic state knowing how to manage and regulate yourself and still be real. It's okay. I promise it's okay. In fact, if you reach out to your head or head of staff or HR or whatever and sharing if you're really struggling in terms of mental health or emotional health, there is nothing but support there. In fact, there must be support there. That's part of their duty to you on their team. So let's just um, let's just watch how how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to other people, and when we're trying to cover up the feelings that are real. I feel better already just sharing that I'm frustrated. <laughs> it's okay. It's not, hopefully that's not landing on you because it's just clean and clear and it's, it's frustration. It's, you know, it's, it's computer frustration. It's technology frustration. It's, um, you know, automated phone call frustrations. It's all that, Right. And I'll work through it this afternoon until I'm not frustrated anymore because I'm, I'm processing it. And that's all I'm encouraging you to do. Stop with the toxic positivity. Stop telling lies to yourself and to other people and start learning how to become comfortable and trust yourself enough to accept and be who you are and how you feel in this moment, knowing that emotions are fluid, emotions are meant to move through us, they're experiential, and they give our brain a, a clue as to what's going on inside of our body system. So we must listen. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any thoughts or questions about this, please reach out on social media or on my website. Leave a review here if you like what you hear and show up next week for more. Take good care.